The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. There is... Um an update to Cocaine Gate, as uh, <laughs> we've been talking about this morning. So now there is a third location. You know, first it was, if I remember right, it was in the library. Then it was at some other place in the West Wing. Well, now there is a, a clarification as to where this uh, cocaine was found. And now the Secret Service, they're saying that it was found in a more secure location near the Situation Room in an area used by staff and officials and visitors and and VIPs. And so my immediate question is that if you can't even get the, the location right, then it is abundantly clear that they're not going to be able to figure out uh, whose cocaine that is. The Daily Mail puts it, no, this Fox News puts it this way. The West Executive Entrance sits on West Executive Drive, the driveway between the West Wing of the White House and the Eisenhower Executive Office Building. That drive is where Vice President Kamala Harris's motorcade parks and where senior staff have parking spaces as well. Uh, They say that uh, senior staff and the vice president go to work in the West Wing through that particular door. And so there's a a lot of questions now as to where this cocaine was found, why the location keeps changing. This is uh, NBC News. However, it is a high traffic area. And by that, I mean, you do have uh, people who work here in all kinds of jobs, not just political jobs, uh, the military facilities, people who work uh, for the operations of the White House. And they do have uh, the tours that go through there if they are among the private tours with staffers as sort of a sponsored member. So very high traffic. You know, it's funny because they, they talk about and I get it, you know, they, they talk about how it's a high traffic area. But this is the West Wing of the White House. So this is literally one of the most secu- supposed to be one of the most secure locations in America, perhaps even the world. And yet nobody knew. 
that there is a, a white substance there until, you know, they eventually saw it and had to evacuate. Then they figure out that it is uh, cocaine. And so the Secret Service leading the probe, including, they say, looking at security cameras and visitor logs. They also uh, say they are carrying out fingerprint and DNA analysis of the bag. And, and I guess, again, I just I don't understand why now there is a third location. And, and they're saying that this is a completely different floor of the West Wing than previously reported. We had earlier uh, been told that it was one level above and also a lobby area in the West Wing, closer to where the Oval Office is. This is down below. The other important news is we had been told the investigation could take a couple of weeks. They're now revising that timeline and saying by Monday, perhaps even earlier, they anticipate uh, having reviewed all the important material they need to review. DNA and fingerprinting testing has been going on. I'm told additional testing is happening today. Does anybody else think that that looks a little sus? A little suspicious? Where it's like, oh, it's going to take weeks. Now it's going to take hours. Really? Why is that? Because you... Number one, you don't know whose cocaine that is, or maybe you do know whose cocaine that is, but you want to telegraph that you don't. Now, part of the reporting this morning is that initially uh, they said it would take a few weeks, but but now they're saying not only will it take just a couple of days. However, they say that we also may not even be able to find the cocaine culprit. They say that they are DNA testing the bag. They're also checking the cameras. Now, the problem with the cameras, and this is, again, one of one of those parts of the story that I don't understand. But the cameras are more wide angle and not fixed on one particular area. Now, again, a lot of this stuff looks really suspicious to me. Because we have technology like Google Earth and, and satellites in space where we can pinpoint terrorists in a cave in the mountains or in the desert. But we don't have the technology to figure out where this came from. Again, I just I don't understand it. Now, to me, it looks like if they wanted to find out if they wanted to figure out whose cocaine it is, that they could figure it out. Again, this is the White House. Kaylee McEnany had a great point. She has some intel on this. As you know, she spent years in the White House and she talked about this particular entrance and how it was really close to the entrance where Joe Biden himself will come in and out of the Oval Office. The president of the United States walks through this entrance. If the motorcade is on West Exec, which it often is, I've seen President Trump walk through there and the thought that President Biden could have been within feet of a powdery substance that was unknown. Uh, it's incomprehensible and it is inexcusable. So, I mean, she brings up a great point. Now, what we don't know is how long the cocaine was there. I mean, do you think that it was there for, I don't know, a couple of hours? A couple of days? We don't know. Now, my feeling is that people in the White House, I've been saying this all week. I bet that people in the White House know exactly whose cocaine that is. But everybody just wants this to uh, very quietly uh, go away. That's what they want. They want it to go away. And I think that's why they've moved up the announcement to, well, we'll probably have something in a day or two, and we're probably not going to have much to report. They want this to go away.
And so if it was to continue on for weeks on end, it would take over the news cycle. And then the the constant drone, the constant conversation of was it Hunter Biden's cocaine? Why isn't he getting uh, why isn't he getting drug tested? You know, all of those things. You know, yesterday I was joking that uh, I kept getting this videos from from folks. And the video was of Hunter Biden out on the balcony with Joe Biden and Jill Biden and I think Hunter's kids and or one of Hunter's kids. And people kept saying, look at this, look at this, look at this. He's he's taking a bump, which is what they call a, a little thing at cocaine. He's taking a bump. It's off of his uh, off of his hand, the back of his hand. And the video shows Hunter putting his his hand up to his hair and then up to his nose. And then he does that whole thing of it's sort of like a, as cocaine people do. They sort of pinch their nose a little, little bit, that kind of a thing, as he walks away. Now, I don't believe for a second that Hunter actually, although it probably would help him get through some time with his old man, but I don't think that he actually did take cocaine uh, on the presidential balcony in front of or in the company of Joe or uh, Jill. I don't think that he did. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there... Don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. I actually asked some people who know about these things, you know, taking uh, cocaine and stuff. And they said, no, he, he did not take a bump off the back of his hand. But I'll tell you what the, the White House tried to do. The White House actually tried to invoke the Hatch Act. As a reason not to answer the question about whether or not this cocaine was actually uh, Joe Biden's or Hunter Biden's. I want you to listen to this because 
one of the incredible things is that this guy, Andrew Bates, who they say is a a mid-level White House employee, he was asked the question about the cocaine and basically said, can you confirm or deny that this cocaine uh, belongs to Hunter or Joe Biden? Uh, Former President Trump has made some pretty wild posts uh, recently on social media. Uh, One of them was that uh, the cocaine found in the White House was had belonged to either the president or his son. Are you willing to say that that's not the case, that they don't belong to them? I I don't have uh, a response to that because we have to be careful about the Hatch Act. Are you kidding me? Now, first of all, the Hatch Act is about using, uh, you know, state resources in the mode of a campaign. So if you're up on, uh, for example, the podium uh, there in the White House uh, press briefing room, you're not allowed to uh, campaign for the president when you're up at the podium because you're not supposed to use state resources or, you know, taxpayer dollars to do that. But you can certainly that's what the Hatch Act is all about. You can certainly say, uh, no, that was not the president's cocaine. I mean, it's like amateur hour. And this guy, Andrew Bates, legal legals, you know, experts in the Hatch Act, they are dumbfounded by the fact that he refused to say that it was uh, it's not Joe or Hunter's cocaine. I mean, it's astonishing. It had belonged to either the president or his son. Are you willing to say that that's not the case, that they don't belong to them? I I don't have uh, a response to that because we have to be careful about the Hatch Act. Uh, What I will say is that I have noticed there does seem to be some increasing frustration coming from that corner in general. Uh, And I think it is probably rooted in the contrast between their substantive policy records. Wow. You know, I think either uh, Andrew Bates is on cocaine or he needs some. If that's his answer. Because for him to say, well, former President Donald Trump, he's frustrated because I'm, I'm paraphrasing now because he sees Joe Biden's policies working and his policies clearly didn't. Well, this guy, he's already told in, in one, how long, is it about 15, 17 second soundbite? This guy tells a number of different lies. Number one, he talks about how he, 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 can't, he can't comment or deny that the cocaine was, uh, you know, Hunter or, or Joe's because that would be a violation of the Hatch Act, which clearly is not the case. Because the president and, and, and those around him, they can certainly deny that the president has committed a crime without violating the Hatch Act. That's number one. So that is lie number one. Number two is this thought that somehow Joe Biden's policies are better than Donald Trump's. What a joke. I mean, do we need to talk about Bidenomics? Do we need to talk about, you know, Biden's border? We've been talking this morning about the the State Department and their uh, report regarding the botched pullout of Afghanistan. I mean, we could talk about all of this. Let a let a spy balloon fly all the way across the country, but you shot down a weather balloon. Well done, Joe.
So the more that the Biden administration has to deal with this, the worse it gets for the Biden administration. When they can't deny if I do, do you find this funny? See, I'm, I'm kind of laughing. I, I don't have any outrage. I find it hysterical that they don't even have the intellectual fortitude to be able to deny that it is Joe or Hunter's cocaine. Speaking of which, Kamala Harris is back in the news. Wait till you hear her latest word salad. It's coming up next on Red Eye Radio. Back on May 30th, the U.S. Drought Monitor reached a three-year low for total drought coverage. Yet, as USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey points out, several changes over the past five weeks resulted in a net change of an eight percentage point increase in drought coverage across the contiguous United States during the month of June. So as we come right up to the 4th of July, that's the date on the latest U.S. Drought Monitor map, just under 27 percent of the country in drought. Improvements in much of the Great Plains, Rockies, and Intermountain West were more than offset by worsening conditions in the Midwest, Western Gulf Coast region, and Pacific Northwest. Yet in the case of the Midwest, they have received some much needed rain in recent days, just starting to be reflected on the latest drought monitor map. Not enough, though, to counter what is a 65% drought coverage percentage for the Midwest on May 30th. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio, the uh, phone number is 86690 Red Eye, 866-907-3339. Kamala Harris was asked uh, yesterday, Thursday, to define culture. This is how that went. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? Uh-huh. And, 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 Present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. Confused? And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we, have, we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. So is there anybody that understood what the hell she just said? You know, she was talking about, um, you know, how people feel like in the moment or something like that. And I, I've just felt confused. And the more that she spoke, the more confused I got. Now, I, I'm sitting here because I try to be fair. And if somebody said to me, hey, hey, man, just define culture. I would say define culture. Well, culture is, you know, you have a society. It's a way of life. It is various views and actions and, and customs within a particular society. I mean, what was that, like eight seconds? 
I mean, she went on talking in circles for like, you know, 25 seconds. So as you can imagine, Twitter went nuts. By the way, I did tweet this out. And uh, I, I think I said something like you can follow me on at Dan Manda show. And I, th- I think I said something like um, Kamala needs her cocaine back. I did put LOL in there just, you know, in case anybody was uh, triggered. But Twitter did go nuts. Artificial intelligence czar explains culture. Actor James Woods. OMG, what is wrong with this babbling brook of a woman? Says Fox News contributor Liz Peek. Here's another one. And um, Twitchy's Doug Powers. Can somebody tell Kamala she shouldn't be eating every gummy in the package all at once? See, I I think that this is part of the reason why she is at 27.4% as far as an approval rating. 53% have an unfavorable opinion, a net net rating of minus 12. Now, I I listen to that soundbite because I don't like to go off and and just, you know, just criticize, criticize, criticize. I want to understand. I listened to that thing like five times. And I I don't I, I don't know what she's talking about. And I don't know if anybody else does either when when she you know, when, when she starts going on about, you know. It comes in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what that meant. What? Joy? Happiness? Culture? Nobody seems to know. We have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. Do you, do you think that when, when she starts talking, Kamala Harris, because, you know, let's face it, word salad. Kamala Harris is, is like she is the server upper of, of word salad. And, and she has been doing this really, I mean, since she became vice president. And, and so one of the questions I, I, I would actually ask is, do you know when you're doing this? I, I'm just curious. Or, or is she able to, at the very least, is she able to track what it is that she's saying? I don't know. Red Eye Radio, from the Uniden America Studios. 1-866-907-3339. 866-90-RED-EYE. Now, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. You know, when you work in uh, radio, you get all kinds of, uh, you know, free stuff sometimes. And so, for whatever random reason yesterday, the radio station that I work at here in Nashville, we got free Blue Bell ice cream. And I, I couldn't really figure out why they were here at, at the station giving us all free ice cream. And then I think I realized what it was. Bluebell was trying to capitalize on the stupidity of Ben and Jerry's. Now, I think it was uh, Wednesday morning when I was filling for Dan Mandis here, filling in for Gary and Eric. They return on Sunday night, Monday morning. 
And I was talking about the 4th of July tweet from Ben and Jerry's. If you missed it, here's what it said. This 4th of July, it is high time we recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it, they say. Let's learn more. Take action now. And they give, uh, you know, a website and so forth. So bottom line is they decided on the 4th of July to call out America and stating that we are we exist on on stolen indigenous lands like we stole it from the Indians. And, And as I said at the time. Stuff happens. And you look at any modern society that is, you know, winning, for example, or existing. Well, there was a there was a, another society. There was another culture there before ours. But unfortunately, through time, stuff happens. And people migrate and, and land is taken over by, you know, one society over another. I mean, it's just that's part of history. And so I, I just, you know, for Ben and Jerry's, I didn't really understand. OK, so what do you want to do now? They were very specific uh, in in their um, website and so forth. And and they said uh, that you know, South Dakota in Mount uh, Rushmore has to go back to uh, the Indians. And so this on the heels of Ben and Jerry's, uh, this with Ben and Jerry's, uh, this on the heels of Bud Light and what they did and how they suffered. A, a massive stock um, fall. Well, now apparently Ben & Jerry's is suffering the same fate. Unilever, the parent company of Ben & Jerry's, because remember, Ben & Jerry's, they have been, they've been controversial for years. They've been leftists for years. I mean, they point out Ben & Jerry's left-wing activ- activism has made headlines before especially when the brand announced in 2021, July 2021, that it would stop selling ice cream in certain parts of Israel. In April of 2021, they advocated for defunding the police. That was, of course, at the height of the Black Lives Matter riots. They partnered with NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick in 2020 to support his social justice activism. I call it BS. But it goes on and on, and I believe you get my point. So I I do wonder if Americans have finally had it with this kind of crap. Because I am old enough to remember when, when companies actually cared about all their customers and not just the ones that they agreed with. Well, now, uh, apparently, Unilever, who I owns uh, Ben & Jerry's, Unilever's share price went from $52.32 per share to $51.37 per share. They say erasing an estimated $2.5 billion in uh, market cap as social media users called for a boycott. According to Google Finance data, the packaged goods conglomerate saw its market cap drop from roughly 133 billion to 131 billion because its share price decreased. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that this is from the Daily Caller, and I, I don't really know if that's a, a, a steep decline or not. 
I mean, see, to me, it, it just it doesn't sound like it is a couple of million dollars. I mean, these companies, you know, they have wide swings in, in stock prices and so forth. But I do wonder, though. If the um, American people are just tired of this stuff. But then who do you if you love Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Which I don't I've never cared for it, but if you love Ben and Jerry's ice cream, then you see them saying this stuff. And if you are a a highly political person. And they decide in their infinite wisdom to tweet out on the 4th of July. That the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous lands. It's almost like they want you to not purchase their product. Now, I know that some people will say, well, you know, you got your Starbucks or some people claim Starbucks is, uh, you know, woke. Of course, there's the big controversy regarding Disney right there. And and I'm noticing one of the things that I'm noticing is, is that conservatives and Republicans, they're finally understanding how to boycott. Now, my Nashville audience knows because I host a morning show in Nashville on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. And I've always said, I mean, for years and years and years. I don't do boycotts. I, I don't call for boycotts. And the reason why I don't call for boycotts is because I think people can use their own brain and decide whether or not they want to take a stand against Ben and Jerry's. You don't need a talk show host to tell you how you feel. You don't want to buy Ben and you don't want to buy Ben and Jerry's. Don't buy Ben and Jerry's. Now, if there is a brand that I use and I'm passionate about and then they do something dumb. Well, then I myself will stop buying that item. You know, there was a time when I was so angry with uh, the NFL that, that I swore I would never watch an, another NFL game. And then slowly but surely, I did gravitate back. And it is interesting, by the way, because I've noticed that some of the activism from the NFL has actually started to fade. I think companies are beginning to don't get me wrong. They're still woke. But I, I do believe that some companies after, you know, Ben and Jerry's, depending on, on what ultimately happens to them, you had your target. With that controversy, and of course, we all know what happened with Bud Light. I, I do wonder if there is a, a, you know, jump the shark moment with these companies where it's like, all right, you you can only push conservatives so far. You know, it's, it's typically the left, as we all know. It's usually the left who is really good at their boycotts, really good at cancel culture. Well, now it's our turn. Now it's conservatives turn. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing at all because, and again, I myself don't call for boycotts. But I do not think it's a bad thing when you have people who are conservative and deciding, you know what? That's just a company that I don't agree with. And so I'm not going to go to Disneyland. I'm not going to go to Target. I'm not going to go to Ben and Jerry's. Here's the problem. The problem is that when you do that, when when you start wanting to take a stand and you're not going to go to Ben and Jerry's, you're not going to go to Target. Well, now, if you're going to be consistent, 
then people can say, okay, well, if you're not going to Target, do you go to, I don't know, you name the store. Because I can almost guarantee you that every single store that you go to has either donated to a politician or done something that would offend someone's political proclivities. And so how much actual research do you want to do into the companies that uh, you go to and that you uh, partake? Now, some people say that Starbucks is woke. I, I, I don't I, I know that they had some some baristas that, you know, wanted to talk about Black Lives Matter, whatever it is. But but you know what? When I walk into Starbucks, I, I'm not hit with any of that. And if they want to put rainbows all around the store, well, then they could put rainbows all over the store. See, a, 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 a business can do whatever it is that they want to do. Ben and Jerry's, obviously, they don't care about conservatives. But I'm a big and if, and if you're a fan of the free market, if you're all about free market and if you're conservative, you should be all about the free market. These companies are making a a free market. What's the best way to put this? They're making a free market decision. To go ahead and, and take political stands on, on some of America's most divisive issues. And if they do that, well, then it's at the peril of not only their company, but also the stockholders as well. And then it becomes a problem for the stockholders. So I'll be watching Ben and Jerry's. I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, how how much Ben and Jerry's does see a decline because they've been very. I think they're probably one of the most uh, liberal companies out there. So I'm going to be very interested in what happens with Ben and Jerry's to see if they are Bud Lighted, which is what a lot of people are calling for. 86690 Red Eye. Dan Matt is here in for Gary and Eric. This is Red Eye Radio. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Red Eye Radio, 86690 Red Eye, 866-907-3339. I always find it interesting what we can argue about. So I, I don't know even when it was. Was it the last segment? Maybe the segment before? But I, I was joking about the the bump that Hunter Biden may or may not have uh, done on the balcony of that White House. Now, maybe you remember... Uh, last night we we talked about this. I think that I tweeted out the video at Dan Manda's show, and it, and it shows Hunter putting his his hand, the back of his hand, up to his nose, and then doing that whole thing where he sort of pinches his nose a little bit as he discreetly walks away. And everybody is saying that Hunter Biden clearly, Mandis clearly did a bump. He had a little bump on the you know, back of his hand and he snorted it real quick. Now, I, I, I have slowed that video down. I, I have looked at that video at least 10 times. I've spoken to people that have used to that, that used to take cocaine. And they say, no, that that's not uh, that's not how you do you do a bump off the back of your hand. But I said it earlier in uh, in, in this hour. 
and I've got no less than, you know, 20 messages between Instagram and Twitter and uh, and Facebook, all three at Dan Manda show, by the way. And, and everybody's telling me he was clearly taking a bump. I don't know. I mean, would he really do that in front of his mom, his stepmom, his children, and all the cameras that were around? I mean, I know this is a guy that likes to be, you know, videoed and photographed. But I came to the conclusion because I don't see how, how he would have actually put the cocaine on the back of his hand. But as I've been saying for days now, there's one way that Hunter Biden can put all of this to rest, and that is by taking a drug test. I don't think that he will, because I don't know if he's clean. I doubt that he is. Because, you know, I think that if he, I want you to think about this. If Hunter Biden was clean, and this all goes back to the cocaine and the White House and so forth. If Hunter Biden was clean, then, then wouldn't he raise his hand and, and, and say, all right, all you accusing conservatives. All right, Donald Trump, I'll take a drug test. Where's the cop? I mean, but he hasn't done that. And I do understand that we're all, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But I mean, if it were me. I would want some vindication. I would find a cup. I would go ahead and do whatever I needed to do to clear my name and and not only to clear my name, but to stick a middle finger to the people who are saying that I'm on uh, cocaine. And that I took a bump on the balcony at the White House. (laughs) I I, I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. You know what? You, You people tell me. You go, you look at the video of Joe Biden. And Hunter Biden and Jill Biden and one of the Biden kids and and they're on the balcony. And Hunter looks like he may have taken a quote unquote bump. You tell me if that's what uh, he was doing or not. I don't think that uh, he was, but I myself, I've never taken a bump. So I don't know. I've never even seen or held cocaine in person. And you can send me a message uh, on Twitter on Facebook or uh, Instagram as well, all three at Dan Manda Show. The good news is Gary and Eric, they return Sunday night, Monday morning. And so that is exciting for everyone, trust me. And I will look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of Season 2 of the hit podcast series In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge seasons one and two of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen. 
Hey guys, welcome to the Candy Valentino Show. I'm Candy Valentino. I was a founder before I could legally order a drink. And for more than two and a half decades, I've built, scaled, acquired, and exited multiple businesses in diverse industries. Now my goal is to help you by sharing the knowledge that I've learned, the mistakes that I've made, and the wisdom that I've developed over my journey. Bi-weekly episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Candy Valentino Show, wherever you listen.